Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of It's Not All Rainbows. I'm your host, Lindsay Goodman, and if you don't know me, I'm a survivor of narcissistic abuse in a queer relationship, and I'm here to help validate and support those who are or have been in my shoes and to help spread awareness of what these kinds of relationships can look like. I'm going to talk today about the supply chain or I've seen people call it the supply closet or whatever weird kind of sick name that people use for the line of people that narcissists tend to keep around um, for supply. I am currently sitting outside of the public library in my town because I'm visiting my mom and the internet is so terrible. I do also apologize because I tend to move around a lot. Let's see what happens. I rode my bike here. I am laying on a blanket that I bought in Spain. Um, so let's just, let's talk about this. Um, Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, also, I am on the cusp of becoming a certified trauma recovery coach. So um, I just want to put that out there. Once I get certified, I will be accepting one-on-one -on -one clients. So if you're interested in that, if my content is speaking to you and you feel like I am the person or one of the people you want to help guide you through this ridiculous time in your life, please reach out to me. Email is probably best, or you can DM me on Instagram, not TikTok. Okay, so the supply chain or the supply closet. This is something that I did not fully understand was happening until well after I was out of that situation, well after I had been no contact, um, because it can be quite subtle. Some people may have obvious um, other people coming in and out while you're in the relationship. Maybe they're talking to other people behind your back, hiding it well or not well. They might actually cheat on you, like actively, physically cheat on you. Um, but typically, there's going to be more than one person, at least on the back burner. So I'm going to talk about kind of what I put together afterwards. When I met my abuser, I was told that they had been single for a while. And I was like, okay, cool. This person's probably been working on themselves. They've been like spending time alone, like doing the hobbies, doing the things, trying to figure out life. Like, this is so cool. Me too. Like I'm trying to work on myself too. Like we're so awesome. Kind of find out they had been single for like a week, maybe two, if I'm being generous. Um, and they had broken up with the one girl ostensibly because they still liked someone else who'd been on the back burner for like seven, eight years. Um, and that person was one who like, apparently they're just, um, infatuated with and constantly like, it's, it's that person who like, you know, they, they'll date people, they'll abuse other people, they'll have serious relationships, they'll even get married, they'll do all this stuff, but then they're always dipping back to that one person, right? So a lot of people will have that, um, old faithful that every time they reach back out, that person responds, that person still shows up, that person still meets up with them, that person still gives them supply, whether it's like, you know, whether or not they end up in a relationship, whether or not it ends up going anywhere, it's always that connection of this person is still here to give me what I need right now. There was, um, 
Okay. So when we first started hanging out, the girl who's been on the back burner for seven years, um, they had a trip planned and there was another girl who was like a girl that had liked them in high school or something. They had trips to go meet both of that, those girls. And I remember thinking, okay, you're single. You can do whatever you want. Like you can go meet up with people. You can hang out with people. Like you might be trying to see if that's someone that you want to date. That's a normal, fairly normal thing to do. Especially if you've been single for a while. I'm not here to judge and say like how long people should be single and things like that. Although I fully believe that being single is an incredible experience and that people should take time to do it. By the way, if I'm sweaty and glistening, it is a hundred degrees here in Indiana. And it's like hundred percent humidity. It's going to storm here in a little bit. So I'm trying to make this fairly quick so I can get home before it storms. But yes, I am definitely sweaty and gross. Um, so bear with me. Um, but when it's a narcissist, basically what happens is my guess is that the girlfriend that they had been with for a couple of months wasn't good supply. They were either too easy to control or they were, there was something about that supply that wasn't working out for them. So they broke up with them and dipped back into two supplies that were on the shelf in the closet, right? They took two of them back out and said, which of you is it going to be both of you? Because I need both of you to validate me, to, um, basically be obsessed with me and want me and show me that you want me and that I'm the best. And I'm going to put you on a pedestal and I love on me. I'm going to see which of you, or if both of you are going to be good supply, right? On top of that, there was the ex-girlfriend who's now, you know, trying to move on and is happy and has a long-term partner and things like that, that when I started dating them, they brought back the ex-girlfriend. And I didn't know this until I talked to the ex-girlfriend that they had been trying to pin the two of us against each other, which is very common. They will try to tell you that all their exes are crazy. They want to make sure that you don't get in contact with anyone who's going to warn you. They want to make sure that the old supply doesn't warn you either wait, what did I just say? That the old supply doesn't figure out who you are so that they can contact you. They want to keep you, they want you to hate each other. They want you to be jealous of each other. And they kind of want you both to be like competing. So the ex-girlfriend gets jealous, which doesn't make sense because she's like moved on and happy and wants to say horrible things about the relationship and horrible things. And like, oh, you shouldn't be dating that person. Oh, you shouldn't whatever, because the narcissist is going to get supply from that reaction. Oh, my ex-girlfriend still loves me. She still wants to be with me. She's not happy with her wife or partner or whatever. Um, I'm getting supply from this. I love this. Oh, and she's telling me she hates Lindsay, my new partner, blah, blah, blah. Then new partner is going, Oh, your ex is crazy. Oh, your ex is jealous. Oh, why are you talking to her? Oh, stop talking to her. Blah, blah, blah. Which I didn't do. I didn't react. I would ask like why they felt the need to stay in so much contact with them. Um, of course, a lot of queer folks will maintain relationships with exes because like a lot of queer people do date and intermingle and all this stuff. And it's like, well, at the end of the day, you know, that wasn't a bad relationship and I won't have any friends after all of this. But like, you know, I was like wanting to know, like, what are you friends? Like what's okay. Sure. But why are you deleting everything? Why are you like leaving your phone up face up so I can see the name and the message, but then you're hiding it. Like very weird behavior, which y'all looking back should have been a mega red flag, right? Again, I didn't know that the ex and I were being pinned against each other until well after when I had been in touch with the ex and we met up and talked and compared stories and all that stuff because for some reason I didn't really react to that. So I think that they gave up on that, that supply, that double supply that let me pin these two people against each other kind of thing. 
So then I found out that they were going to, they had told me that they were going on like a hiking trip with a friend, but they didn't tell me that it was the girl that they had told me the first night that they always had a thing for that they wish they could be with and it didn't work out. The thing that got me the pity story that lured me in, um, my empathy, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so sad. I feel bad for you. Um, they were going to see that girl and I was like, okay, yeah, that's fair. You had this planned. You don't owe me anything. We've just been hanging out for a couple of weeks. Um, go do that. Like, I don't, you know, it's whatever. I have a kid. I'm just getting out of a marriage. Like, this is a crazy mix up, whatever. But then I was like, wait, what am I doing? I have a kid. I have a kid. I don't need to be hanging out with someone who's like hopping around, like trying to meet up with people and date people and all this stuff. Like, I can't, this is too much for me. You go do you good luck with this girl. I'm heading home. That turned into a horrible thing. They showed up at my house. I talk about this in another episode. It's the red flags I missed, which one of the first ones I did where I talk about how that was the first time that they physically assaulted me outside my home because I didn't want to talk to them. I wanted to go back inside. They kept me from entering the house where my friend and my son were by tackling me. Um, I probably should put a, um, trigger warning on this episode. Um, so that was a mess and they ended up just cutting that person out like with no explanation, but just was like, I have a girlfriend, I can't see you, blah, blah, blah. And that goes to show that like, you know, this person, th these people, if they're doing these kinds of behaviors, they don't really care. They don't really care about that supply. They don't really want a relationship or connection with that supply. It was, I'm about to lose this supply. I have to cut you off. I will probably circle back to you whenever this one's gone because I need you to stay on that shelf. Right. Um, and I would not be surprised if my abuser has or will, has or will, had, has, will. I don't know what I'm trying to say. If my abuser had, like, they've probably gotten in touch with several of the people who are on that shelf or are on that shelf, right? So those were the main ones in the beginning. And somehow um, throughout their relationship, like, exes would pop up. Oh, so-and-so, the one I cheated on my wife with reached out to me and was wondering how I'm doing. And I was, I was always just like, and, um, there was a situation where they found a book that their ex-wife had left at the house many, many years ago. It was just like an average book. And they chose to email the wife. This was at this point, it was during the summer of last year when I'm already like halfway out the door and they came in and they were like, to see if she wanted this book and she responded and basically told me to never contact like this i read the email it was a very angry email it was very like at this point i'm like why does she hate this person so much like something grave happened to be hated this much or like just like how many times do i have to tell you to never email me never contact me i don't care what year it is i don't care what you're thinking of don't contact me ever again and i was like and they said to me, I think she wants me to respond. I think she wants me to do this. This is what she used to do when we would fight. She would tell me to leave her alone. I wouldn't leave her alone. We would get in a fight, then we would work it out. And then it was this, just like describing this horrible toxic relationship, which like I myself was in for a very long time. And so I'm like, your ex-wife is giving me a lot of, oh, I should have been sitting like this the whole time. I'm sorry. All that lighting wasn't great, but ex-wife is giving me a lot of answers that I didn't know I needed. So things like that where exes are popping up or like random girls or guys or trans non-binary folks, whatever you want to, you know, whoever are just magically popping back up or magically being thought about. Like it's normal to, 
Like sometimes someone reaches out to us. It's not something we can control. It's normal to have thoughts about people, obviously. Um, but this whole behavior of like putting someone on the shelf, taking them off, bringing them out, trying to get a reaction is not normal. Anytime that I've ever been in a relationship, I have not had anyone else on the shelf ever. Like I've never reached out to an ex, uh, an ex from like 15 years ago because he kept my dog when we broke up and I asked if her dog was still alive and that's it. And he said one was, one wasn't. Um, but nothing like, Hey, how are you doing? Let's catch up. Like, do you want to fly and meet, you know, nothing like that. Um, but then, you know, I'm sure there were others that I didn't know about. I'm sure there were messages that were hidden from me. I'm sure there were probably even meetups with people like attempting to feel out if they were supply or not that I wasn't aware of. But at the end of our relationship, uh, sorry, at the end of our relationship, before we broke up, someone had come to the gym where they work and they were apparently immediately drawn to them, um, started flirting with them in front of their spouse, in front of the whole gym, in front of everything, and were lining them up before I left. Now we broke up in August, late August of 2021. And, um, I talked about that two episodes ago. And then I talk about one episode ago, how, um, from August to October, I was trying to get away. So my abuser was very aware of the fact that I was pulling back, that I was making changes, that I was sleeping in the other room. So they amped up their pursuit of this new supply at the gym, found out that they were a good option and immediately went for it within a couple of days of me physically removing myself from their presence. So it does feel a little yucky to sit here and give kind of specific examples about supply, um, that I experienced because, you know, it's, it's so specific. Obviously I'm not giving any information, um, of anyone's identities or anything like that. But my point here is that I want you all to be aware of what narcissistic supply can look like, how they do it, how they pull people on and off the shelf. I know it sounds terrible to talk about people like their canned goods or articles of clothing, but that's essentially what they do. This isn't serving me. I'll shove it over there. Oh, I need something. I don't have anyone here right now. Who am I going to pull back out? It's a never ending, um, chain of using people, abusing people, love bombing people, keeping people in this cycle. And the ones who of course haven't been actually abused, maybe they're kind of, um, like for whatever reason, they're like, you know, they're drawn though. There's just chemistry, that chemistry that people talk about, which by the way, is, is something that we want to be looking out for because that's actually your body sending off red flags and fight or flight and things like that. We want calm, comfortable. Um, I did a bonus episode about that, the forest fire versus the slow burn. Um, so those people like, you know, when this person comes back around and says, Oh my God, I'm single now. I want to catch up. I've been thinking about you for years. Where are you? That person's interest is peaked and they're going to, they're going to come back out of the shelf for this person because they are not aware. They don't understand that this person is abusive. They don't see, they haven't seen them with the mask down because that person can go meet up with them for a trip for the weekend. They can, you know, send these beautiful messages of love bombing and promises and all this stuff. And that person is none the wiser. And of course they don't have contact with any of the line of us exes who know the truth. And so unfortunately some of these people are going to keep being recycled into the cycle of supply. So look out for those signs. If you're in a relationship with someone and you're noticing that people keep popping up and it seems like they're trying to pin you against other people and it's just kind of fishy, and, you know, when you met, there were like several people on deck and, you know, 
maybe you're trying to get out and you're noticing that they're, you know, acting fishy. They're taking their phone with them all the time. They're hiding their phone. They're taking calls outside when the phone rings. Cause that was something that my, it's the weirdest thing they did to me in the beginning with the long-term supply. They would walk outside, talk, 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 and come back in. And they also told me they would do that with their wife, like their wife, they would be cooking dinner. Someone would call, they would go outside and talk to this other person for hours. Like, y'all, this is not okay. No one deserves to be treated this way. No one deserves to be supply. You deserve to be cared for, treated well, respected. Um, obviously not everyone is going to want a monogamous relationship, but that needs to be talked about. It needs to be agreed upon. It needs to be understood. It needs to be a healthy thing, not just like, oh, well, I have an open relationship because I don't want to commit to you and I want to be able to do whatever I want, but you can't, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, we all deserve to be treated well. And um, again, no one should be supplied. Unfortunately, if you're around these kinds of people, that is what you are. It's very clear that um, they don't actually care about you beyond what they think they do in the beginning, beyond what they're getting out of you, beyond the excitement and thrill of chasing you, catching you, destroying you, um, the newness, things like that. Um, we're all replaceable to a narcissist. So keep that in mind. Hope. I want to say that I hope none of you have ever experienced this and you're like, what is she talking about? I don't know about this, but I feel like a lot of you are going to be like, you just told my story of my abuser and the supply chain that they had. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, what was I going to say? A webinar coming up August 18th, 6 30 PM Eastern time. Myself, Lisa Sunny from Stronger Than Before, Manjeet Ruprai. Both of them have written books and um, are coaching and teaching webinars, things like that. Um, Dr. Carrie McAvoy also has written a book, um, Brie from Abuse is Abuse. We are all going to be interviewing the author of the book, Why Can't I Just Leave?, which is going to go into the details of why is it so hard to leave these kinds of um, abusive relationships, even when we start to become aware of their behaviors and how we feel and what's going on. How do you heal from a trauma bond? How do you heal the cognitive dissonance that you're experiencing? How do you walk away from this? How do you get better? Um, it's going to be an incredible, incredible experience. Tickets are available. Um, link is in my bio on TikTok and Instagram. Also, I have a highlight on Instagram entitled webinar. I would love to see you all there. It's going to be a really, really helpful thing. And if you can't make it, it will be recorded and um, sent to your inbox. I do apologize for the noise. I'm on kind of like the main street here. So I'm sorry if this is hard to watch. I hope it's not because I just babbled on for 17, 18 minutes. One more thing. Um, the narc Avengers, which is a group of 15 creators who are spreading awareness about narcissistic abuse. We are going to, eight of us are going to get together in Austin in October of this year. We're going to be offering one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions from each of us. We're going to be having a meet and greet, which will be free to come to and something else. I don't know exactly all the details yet. As soon as it's on the website, as soon as people can book tickets, as soon as I have it all, I will be sharing it on Instagram and TikTok and all the things. So please be on the lookout for that. It's going to be a really incredible experience. And I'm really looking forward to hopefully meeting some of you. Thank you all for listening. If you like this podcast, if you're listening on the podcast, please rate and review. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe, comment, like all the things. I really want to get my um, podcast slash YouTube videos in the ears of those who need it. Um, and your interactions like that do help to get the word out. Again, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at the Lindsay Goodman. Twitter is the Lindsay Goodman because it was too long. 
YouTube, same name. Um, and of course, you can visit my website, thelindsaygoodman.com. Thank you all so much for being here. I will be back next week with more.